FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. I got an email from, and I laughed when I got it. It came across in my email, and it said Global Penis. <laughs> I was like, spell that. P-E-N-I-U-S. Penis. Yes. And I was like, I think somebody misspelled penis. So I was like <laughs> laughing at it when, it when I opened it up. And then the email actually was from a company that said, we'd like you to test our sex toy. And I was like, a glad. Right? It's a... Um, a penis. A penis is what it's called. Right? I haven't tested it. I haven't received it. I know I haven't I'm even... I'm so t- curious. I haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> okay. Did you get it? No, I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, do like you know what it looks like? Well, yes. Because... But it, it very, it, it's very unimpressive. Okay. Okay? Because it's for erectile dysfunction. Oh. And I thought to myself, what makes them think I need that? <laughs> Because you talk about it all the time. Well, I talk about penises. You do talk. Yeah, that's true. You don't really talk right, about it. Right. Exactly. Right. So, but it's um, it's this little wire thing that has that goes around the shaft. Okay. And then goes and then it's a longer wire that goes under the base of the penis, mm-hmm. and then another roundy wire that goes over the glands. So if you can imagine, it's kind of like a, a horseshoe stretch stretched out. Okay. Like a large. Wouldn't like a large square U, two L's put together, maybe. Okay. And then there's two round ends, and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna work, right? But it's it's designed to help with erectile dysfunction when guys wear it when they're flaccid. I have no idea how that works. Okay. <laughs> now we have to find like an old guy for you. And it's supposed to help when you're making love. It's supposed to keep your your penis firm. So I asked one of my partners, hey, how would you feel about testing this out? Okay. And and he doesn't have erectile dysfunction, but I'm like, I, I need research here. <laughs> I want to stri- Maybe he can think about baseball the whole time. Right. You know? <laughs> Dead puppies on the side of the road. <laughs> right. But he's got to he's like strap it on. So, because I told them, I said, look, I emailed him back. I said, my partner doesn't have erectile right. dysfunction, but I'm willing to try it out making love because can she feel it? Mm-hmm. Like I have questions. What happens to her? Yeah. Right. So I'll let you know. Oh God. That's <laughs> but I got to tell you, they sent me that. I thought it was so funny. Global penis <laughs> came in the mail today. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's great. You know? Yeah. No. All right. Well, we. I've already. We. We're, we're recording. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. I like to sneak attack you. It's sexy. Isn't it though? I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the two wild orchids, the place you come for sex and fun and all sorts of things in between. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Miss Monica. So we are recording this this segment because we started to have a heated discussion about love and what's love and what it isn't and what sex is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. All right, so the conversation, to get you everybody up, the conversation Monica and I were having is what it's, whether or not, you know, what being in love is. And I said these words. <laughs> <laughs> being in love means that I love you in a deep way and you agree. And Monica said, I disagree. I totally disagree with that. <laughs> That's said, what I said. I said it just like that too. I totally disagree with that. And I said, let's go to the studio. <laughs> So what happens next is anyone's guess. Yes, exactly. How can you disagree with that? Well, so, and I just had this conversation actually recently, just a few so days ago. So you did homework ahead of this conversation. No. I didn't no, no. have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've had this conversation several times because I, I do believe it falls into two camps usually. You know, I think there are the people who think that being in love and loving someone are very, very different things. And then I think there are people who just think it's all mushed together. And I am a, 
I am on the camp of like, no, they're totally different things. And, and we, we choose to be in love, right? We decide that we're going to fall for a person. That's like, there's a lot of scientific research that backs that. And I don't think you can choose who you love. Okay. I disagree. Okay. I categorically 100% disagree. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes it fun. Yeah. So, um, because I, so I hear what you're saying. So mm-hmm. let me repeat what I think I heard. Okay. Uh, look at me active listening. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's like if everyone did this, we, we, no one would ever argue. <laughs> Never argue. So what I think you're saying is that when there's a person with whom you feel a certain way about, and you find that special and more impactful than just regular feelings about other people. Would that be fair? Maybe. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm processing because I, I don't want to disagree just to disagree. I want to hear what you're saying and then like so, actually. So I think, I, think there's, I think there's an element of specialness when you love someone. It will, so let me clarify. There, there's a level of specialness when you're in love with someone and they love you back, then, then there's this, this outpouring that you both do of feelings and chemistry and energy and all of that stuff. And that is what I think the in love part is. It's just the agreement. But what's the difference between like those feelings that are basically reciprocated, right? I'm in love with you. You're in love with me. It's all at the same time. Yay. Like birds are singing. Right. What's the difference between that and loving someone, just loving someone? I mean, you, you know, you love your son, for instance, and okay. he loves you back. It's right. also reciprocated. So what's the difference between those two by, those def- by that definition? Well, I think that, that, so to put it in, a, in an easy context, mm-hmm. I'm 100% in love with my son, but not in a sexual context. And okay. he's 100% in love with me. Not yeah, in a sexual context. Uh, right. You see what I mean? So, no. so there's the, when, you, when you have a baby, you fall deeply in love with your baby. I mean, you're, you love your baby like you've never loved anybody, anything, anywhere, ever. So, and you love your parents. You're in love with your parents. I'm not in love with my parents. Okay, so maybe we need to define <laughs> in love. Right. So for me, being in love is like an actual chemical thing that happens. And you don't think you have that with your mom and dad? No, I'm not in love with my parents. My brain, when you are in love, right... Like there is, and they test your blood and they put you on, you know, mm-hmm. there is, you are on drugs. I agree. But that's in the early stages. Your parents. But that's what being in love is. But your parents had that exact early stage chemical stuff when they had you. I, I don't know. Cause I, I, <laughs> I, you know, and I haven't had a child, so, right. so I can't speak to that. But well, I think can about t- how you feel about your puppy when you first got that but, puppy but, and you fall in love with your puppy. And then you no. love your dog. No. Well, because she doesn't have kids. So I'm working with me. Well, so here's the thing. I don't think that our genetic like coding is meant for us to be in love with family members. That doesn't make any sense, right? And the science will show you that, right? There's just, and we can post articles and whatever. I want to see the studies. Yeah. So basically, like it, that doesn't make... We don't want to be in love with our family members because we don't want to procreate with them. And being in love is the chemicals that are wrapped up with being in love are very much connected to sex and, and procreation. No. Yes, I know. I disagree with you. <laughs> I will send you an article. Send me the article. Because here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> When you first when you first have a baby, it really is. You do this in love process, and you do this falling process where everything they do. Okay, so let's let's just play this out on a on a on a one to one scale. Okay, when you meet a guy that you're really into, mm-hmm. you think he's like the hottest guy you've ever seen. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. When you have a baby, you think that's the most beautiful baby ever born. Yeah, but that's not, but okay. So okay. I, eh, but, I don't but, know, but I can't, the, I can't argue. I can't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I can't go there because I, I haven't had a kid. Right. But what I'm saying is the parts of your brain that light up, I think are probably the same. I would love to see the chemicals that light up in your brain. Right. You, so it's adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin. So what releases when you have a baby? And those are your primary reward centers of your brain. Okay. And oxytocin is your love chemical. And that is the one that... Oxytocin is your attachment chemical, right? So that's different than lust. Oxytocin that's, is called... I didn't say lust, love. Oxytocin. I know, that's what I'm saying. And attachment... So you're be, calling love... So you're calling being in love associating with lust. Yes. Okay, I'm disagreeing. That's where... That's, okay. where, that's why I said we're having... I think we're having a semantics conversation. Right, and, and this is where... like, Because I've had this discussion across the board a hundred times with various people and it really does fall into like two different camps. And it does boil down to your personal definition of being in love, you know, and mine is maybe different from yours, you know. So yours has to contain a sexual component. I think, yeah, I think when you are in love with someone and my brain is flooded with hormones and adrenaline and, you know, all these things, yeah, I think that my primitive brain is like, this is someone I'm going to choose to procreate with. Then as time goes on and those chemicals wear off, we get into attachment, totally different set of of chemicals and we move out of being in love. Now I know that there are people who have managed to stay in love in that state of euphoria that we feel when we're high on ecstasy. But I mean, I've only heard about (laughs) that. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I want to, I just want to interrupt you for a second. So so two things. First of all, I think for the sake of the show, Mm -hmm. for the sake of science, you need to have a baby. Oh God, (laughs) never 0% chance. Okay, and as I googled, <laughs> all right, as I googled oxytocin, right? The question is, why is oxytocin called the love drug? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's known as the cuddle hormone because that simplistic moniker uh, glossed over the important role. Blah, blah blah. It's sometimes known as the cuddle hormone or the love hormone because mm-hmm. it is released when people snuggle up or bond socially. So when you snuggle up to your new partner, you are releasing oxytocin. Right. Right. So my my point of that is to say that's the same chemical that you release when you fall in love with anybody. Whether it's mm-hmm. sexual or not. Mm-mm. So, okay. Well, then we're going to agree to disagree. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm right. Clearly, <laughs> clearly Monica doesn't understand that. <laughs> so maybe what you're talking about, Monica, is chemistry. No. Chemistry, to me, is... Here's an article. I'll send this to you, Shanley, and, and, and maybe we can... I don't know. But it's it's literally like... It, it breaks down, you know, the, the hormones that we have when we're in lust and attraction and attachment, all three things that have to happen for us to love someone. But being in love is like a sub, subsection of that and it's involved with lust. So, okay, I'm but, good. But, so you're saying, that, so you're deaf by, okay, so this to me, again, I feel like we're having a, a semantics discussion. Mm-hmm. So your definition of in love has to include the words in lust. So in order for you to be in love with someone, you also have to be in lust with them. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I would say from my experience, if we're just going to really boil it down to brass tacks, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't believe, I can't imagine being in love with someone and, and, and not wanting to, yeah, procreate with them or that, that really, that really animalistic, uh, you know, connection that you have with another human that you are just so wrapped up in that person, everything but they that's do. that's just lust. No. Okay, so and I say this as having been in in a twenty year relationship, and and I'm and I think that the people listening, and I'm and please write in, please send us emails on this because mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. when you do that. But 
a couple who's been together 50 years, mm-hmm. she will, your mom and dad are a great example of that. And they're not in love with one another. Have you asked them? Yeah. And they don't think they're in love. So my no. parents were married for 41 years and my mother would have sworn to the day that she died that she was in love with my dad. Yeah. And, and I've heard, and I've, you know, I've heard stories of, of couples like that where they are literally in love and they stay in that. I wonder what their brains would look like, you know, chemically, because really we do have a completely different chemical brain when we're in love with someone. And then that wears off and we go into love. So is it love or is it just attachment? Is it love or is it just codependence? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So here's here's why I bring this up, because in my earlier work, um, when I did the, uh, the Facebook live shows, right, is is one of the things I talked about was loving, was falling in love with yourself. And what I learned about that for me mm-hmm. is when I fell in love with me, it was the greatest love affair I ever had. Mm-hmm. And it taught me that I had never loved any of my partners. Mm-hmm. Never loved them. I didn't even know what love was until I fell in love with me. So to me, I feel like if you are in love with you, then you can be in love with everyone. <laughs> I don't want to go around and around because it, it probably right, is frustrating, you know, for, for right, people right. to hear. All right. Um, maybe it's chemistry because I can remember reading somebody, seeing somebody from across the room and took my breath away. Right. But chemistry for me is just that exactly what you're describing. Like you're, you look across the room, you lock eyes, That's it is it this like. like chemical thing. But taking that person home and then falling in love with every part of them. I felt like I loved every... him the second I looked at him. Okay, right. So you had initial chemistry, which you right. have to have before you fall in love. Like I can't just fall in love with some random that I'm not attracted to, that I don't have chemistry with. Okay. Right? But so you, you got to have, have there are certain little things that have to come into play for me to fall in love. But when I do fall in love, like, I mean, it's been a little while, <laughs> but you a know, resident love expert. <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we all remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have maybe one or a handful of people that we remember that we were head over head heels, over heels like in love with, and they can do no wrong. Their smell, the their smile, like it's intoxicating. It's literally like a drug. It's like shooting up heroin. And when you're away from them, it physically hurts, and it's just this overwhelming, all-encompassing, you know, you're just awash with this person's being, right? Mm -hmm. And then for some of us, if we continue in that relationship, you know, for me personally, that's the only thing I can speak to, you know, after a year, you know, I feel like that moves into a more mature version of love, which is love. Like now I really, truly, deeply love this person, but I'm not... Are you still in love with that person then? No, I don't think... I think that you're saying in love is a short period. Yeah. Oh. I think... Right? Okay. No. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, so I think it wears... I think it wears off the chemistry, the chemicals that are coursing through our blood and our brain and the lust and we're fucking each other 16 times a day and like you can do no wrong. Like, you know, it's just the honeymoon phase. I mean, this is like a, you know, right, the honeymoon phase is being in love and then that fades and you just deeply, deeply love the person. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I think I'm astonished if you could see my face right now. My jaw's hanging <laughs> I can out. see your face right now. <laughs> I'm just because, because to me, <laughs> in love doesn't fade. Okay, that's great. The lust might fade. The passion might fade. The the waxing and the waning of a relationship. But the in love, Mm -hmm. 
that's a that's a core to me. I like that is a, like I, that you couldn't have said anything. I'm so glad we did this on audio because yeah. you couldn't have said anything more shocking to me than just that just now is that idea that the in love period is a shorter period because you move into a more mature love, mm-hmm. but then you're not in love anymore. Mm-mm. I think, but but I do think you can also fall back in love. I think, oh, I know for sure, and that's happened to me before, where I've been in a relationship and and we've gone into this really, really mature love, and it's been a year or whatever, and then somehow it just it reignites, and you're suddenly back in love with that person, and you're back in this heady, intoxicating, you know, uh, state with a person where like just everything about them is you. I mean, you just can't stand to be away from them. Okay, I'm I'm grinning so really you're, big. Yeah, because because you just proved my point. Oh Christ! <laughs> because being in love means that two people made the same decision. Yeah, but I'm. This is so frustrating. <laughs> I, because I, I mean, I hear you, but right. but I also think that you know. I, I still don't understand the difference between what you're trying to say in terms of like when when I'm making a choice to be in love with someone or I'm just loving someone, you know, you're still making those choices. They're just different, you know, they're dif- they're just different chemically. No, I'm I, so interested to hear what people have to say about this and I really hope people chime in because there's no wrong or right. No, and as we get close to Valentine's Day, this is a perfect topic for us. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. I, I just, I think that in love is doesn't necessarily have to be in lust. And it feels like, the, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm kind of just going to sum us up. Yeah. It feels like for you, in love has to equal in lust. In the beginning. In the beginning. So do, would you, okay, so let's let's switch tracks a little bit. Maybe we'll get a little more light on it. Do you believe that you have control over who you fall in love with? Do you, do you think that you make that decision that you, Maybe not consciously, but you make a choice to 100%. fall, or do you think it just happens? Like you, no, you you make a choice. So and the chemist, so the guy you looked across the room at, and you had that animal that, magnetism. Now those are two different subjects for well, me. Mm. Those are two, no, no, because you said okay. The, well, let me clarify what I think. But, I the, heard. but you had a relationship with that person. Yes. So but, did you choose it or not? Did I choose the animal magnetism? No. Did okay. I choose to? Well, that's the chemistry. Did I choose to have a relationship with him? Yes. Okay. But, and in that relationship, did I choose to love him? Yes. But did you choose to fall in love with him? Or did it just happen? I don't think anything just happens. I, I think what you just said a second ago is very powerful. I think you're right. I think it's a subconscious decision. You know, did I sit down and write out the pros and the cons? Okay, this is why I like him. This is why I don't. This is why I like him. This but is don't, why don't we all do that? Like, isn't it like, don't we, every time we meet a new person, don't we immediately start like a little checklist or no, you don't do that? I, I, do. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I did that then. It's been several mm. years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was so immediate and it was so fast and it was so instantaneous. Mm. The chemi- like I, I've often thought, I've often said it was not our lifetime. Like this lifetime is not our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, and that has to be okay. But, it, but what it was for us was, for both of us, was really, really intense. But I think I made a decision to love him. I think he made a decision to love me. Mm-hmm. And I think after all these years, there's still that decision there, even if the relationship isn't. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all there is. That's all there can be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, but I think we both made a decision, but we both made a decision not to be together too. Why is that? I mean, if you had this intense and all this stuff was so good and it's so unique and crazy and why choose not to be in that? Because he couldn't handle that I had different relationships. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't want to share you. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I get that. You know. <laughs> he didn't want to, he didn't want to be one of my lovers. He wanted to be my only lover. Mm-hmm. And and that's just not something that I'm that I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But what do you think? Do you think you decide? I do. I, I think we choose to fall. So I think at least in my experience with and especially recently, you know, in, in relationships. You know, I think that it comes down to a lot of timing. You know, I, I, for me, I've met in the last, you know, let's say six months that, that you and I have known one another, that I consistently meet men who I connect with, I have chemistry with. There is great potential, but for whatever reason, they are not in a space in their head to be available. They don't have the bandwidth to fall. So you're picking unemotional, emotionally unavailable men. I don't know that I'm picking them. Like they, it, you know, I don't, it's not a, it's not like, uh, I'm sitting down and we're having an interview and they say, and I start suddenly start figuring out. That's Monica's first date. It's an interview guys. Just so you know. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> For, that is true. I do do an interview. We can talk about that another time. Um, but, but it's not like when they start to when I start to figure out that they're not emotionally available, I'm like, Ooh, this one. No, like, I don't want that. You know, I don't want a partner that's not emotionally available. I think that, I think it's a lot of men. You know, I think that, that at least the age group that I'm dating right now, I, I think that some of them are still figuring their lives out. They're not completely together. And we all know that men, you know, they got to have their ducks in a row, I think, business-wise, to be able to even think about a relationship. Like, a relationship isn't even on the radar unless they're feeling really solid about, you know, where they are business-wise. So, you know, I think some of the men that I've met recently are in this weird state of flux. And and so as much as there's chem- chemistry and connection and all this other shit, it's like that one thing is missing and that's the part that they can't fall, you know? So... So yeah, I, I think that we do choose, you know, if everything else lines up, we got to be attractive. We have to have that chemistry, that magnetism, and all of those things are important to set the stage, you know, all, and then we can choose to fall. Okay. So let me ask a question here because, so to be clear on the, on the age range, right, is, is you're not dating guys who are in their 20s. No, I'm, I'm dating men, I would say, in their early 40s. Okay. So we're looking the 40 to 50 range. That, yeah. Like that. Let's right. just do that 10 year span. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're saying those guys are the ones who have to have their acts together in order for them to be willing to go into that emotional space with you. I think, I think probably 30s. Well, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't, I guess it's not even really an age thing, you know, maybe because wherever a guy is in his life, if he's not, I mean, maybe in your 20s, you're just such an idiot. <laughs> You know, and you don't care. Like when you're in your 20s, tw- I don't know. When I was in my 20s, I, the last thing I was thinking about was my future. I was just like, whoa, whatever. So I, what, where I was going with though is my question is, all right, so you're, you meet a guy, let's say he's 45. Let's okay. the mid-range, okay? And you've got, you've got magnetism, which I think is a great word for, for mm-hmm. that chemistry. You've got that magnetism. You've got that attraction. You've got good sex. And he's like in a space going, you know what? Like I had a bankruptcy last year. So right. this is kind of not for me right now. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Right. So how long do you wait? Oh like, God, that's such a God, that's such a good question. I don't know. That's a really good question that that I struggle with. You know, like 
Like, sure. I don't struggle with that question at all. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, it's shocking, <laughs> shocking that we're like on total polar ends of like <laughs> high north meet pole. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, how funny! Yeah, no, for me, I struggle. I would love your answer because I don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't. To me, if if you don't if you don't know that you want to have a relationship with me, and I want to have a relationship with you then you don't want to have a relationship with me. Well, okay. And I agree with that. Like, if you don't know, you know. Well, so, exactly right. But what no I'm, decision is a decision. But that's not right. But that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm taking your question as. What well, the I'm, question is how long do you wait? I don't. But how long do you, so, so what you're saying is it should be immediate. Like, you no. should meet that person and like everything should just fall into no, place. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. No, but the question is, if, if you meet someone and you guys have had sex and you've, because we established that as our foundation. Okay. We've had sex. We've got some chemistry. We've got some magnetism. We get a phone. Let's say he calls us and he says something dumb like, you know, hey, I'm having a great time, but I don't really know if I want to be in a relationship. And I've already made the decision that I want to be in a relationship with you. I have no, I no longer want to be in a relationship. With you. Yeah. Yeah. Because of what that represents. Your, what, and your, what, what your is it? indecision is not something I want to play with. But what if it's not indecision? I hear you and I agree with you. And I wish that I had a little bit more of that attitude because I'm a little bit more of a like gotten for punishment where I'm like, oh, but maybe, yeah, no. you know, right. Next. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to tell me. <laughs> I, I love that about you. <laughs> There's, it's, like, it's like, you know, when you're on the clothes rack, swipe, swipe, yeah, no, swipe. Yeah. My dad used to tell me never chase after a boy or a bus because there's always <laughs> another one coming. Oh my God, that's so And awesome. I grew up with that mentality. <gasps> Can we make a t-shirt that says <laughs> yes, that, please? That's yes. With like a bus on it. That's my favorite yes, t-shirt design never, ever. Never chase after a boy or a bus because <laughs> there's always another one coming. That's so great. And that was my, so that's always been my philosophy in that if there's a boy and he doesn't get how remarkable I am and I gave him the privilege of being in my space and in my body and it's a privilege and if he doesn't get that, it's on him. I get it, but... I'm going to switch. I'm going to turn that clothes rack. But, but what, if, what if they want to be in a relationship with you? Then they will be. But, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I can't even argue that. Yeah, it's just... And that's how I feel. But how to me, long, it's a very okay, simple okay. process. But how long do you... Like, what if you're still just getting to know one another? The worst thing he could possibly do... Okay, so, so it begs two questions, right? If he calls me and he says... I don't know if I want to be in a relationship. I'm going to look at two things. A, how long have we been together that you're having this discussion? Mm -hmm. And B, what was the catalyst for the discussion? Those are the two questions okay. I'm going to ask. Okay? Yeah, the, and those are excellent questions. All right, so, so if, if it's a brand new relationship and you're saying that, you're absolutely on the next track. Like, click, we're done. Because of two things. A, either I'm doing something that makes you think that, there's more, that I think there's more here and you don't feel the same, which is 100% okay, but if you're not keeping up on the same track that I'm on, I don't have time for you to catch up. Hmm. I'm 40-something years old. But what if you're just... I don't have time mm. for you to play catch up to figure out how you feel. You should have figured that shit out when you were in 20s. When you were <laughs> stupid in your 20s, <laughs> figure out how to be in a relationship or don't be in one with me. Yeah, I'm a little more forgiving. I, I Sorry, I guys. <laughs> <laughs> have your shit together before you call me. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you know, but you can't... You can't know when you're going to meet someone and 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 have a connection, right? You know, like it, it, sometimes it's accidental. It's not always the greatest timing. Okay, now wait a minute. You just said that falling in love is a decision, right? I'm not talking so, about falling in love. Okay, but but I but if we are going to be in a relationship, then love is on the table. 
And if you can't decide if you want to be in a relationship, then love doesn't ever make it to that table. But here's the thing. I don't think you have to be in love to have a relationship with someone. I agree. Okay. Okay. I agree. But what I'm saying is if you can't decide if we're going to be in a relationship, then how the hell are you going to decide to fall in love with me? And why am I going to wait for you? You're not that special. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's great. You know, listen, it, I, I, I'm not arguing <laughs> with you at all. I get it. It's tough. That's some, that's, I mean, those are some real like lines in the sand that I respect. So I, I just don't know that they're for everybody. That's all <laughs> so I'm saying. I, as you know, I'm bisexual. So I, I've had relationships with girls and one of my girlfriends broke up with me and broke my heart when she did it. No. Okay. But my point of it is only to say she'll never have that chance again. Why? Because you don't get that chance again. But isn't that just ego? No. Oh. No, I don't think so at all. Why? Okay. Let me ask a better question here. Okay. Why would I give you a second chance? If you've already shown that you have the, the ability and the opportunity to hurt me or to, let me clarify my language, to allow, to, to create an environment where, where I feel hurt, why would I give you a second shot at that? What if someone came back to you and said, I really fucked up. You know, I had my head up my ass. I, I love you. I Sucks to be you. Wow. Suck it up, buttercup. I am so the opposite. <laughs> we are so different, you and I. It's so yes. funny. We yes. are really, really diff- different women. Suck it up, buttercup. You had your shot. Yeah, because I mean, I, I like hope springs eternal. And maybe that's not a great, you know, maybe if you and I like could make a, a like a, a baby person together. Oh, we would this have is like, where Monica's having a baby. I told we have, you. We would have like the <laughs> perfect... start a rumor. We would have like the perfect person, <laughs> you know, like that perfect mix of, you know, tough but not tough. I'm a softie. I'm a softie. So here's the thing. I'm a softie, which is why I don't want you to hurt me more than once. Okay. And I'm a softie and I am like always believing that that people can be better. <laughs> I really, you know, it was funny because my therapist actually said to me, you're really sensitive. And I said, yes. I'm, she said, I never, ever really understood that because you don't appear that way. I'm remarkably sensitive. My feelings can hurt over everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to give someone, an, because it takes a lot for me to let you in my space like that. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to give someone a second chance because my mom. Okay, So, so you would never so, sleep with an ex. Okay, hold on. Oh, hold on. Because you know, if, <laughs> Wait, if, I, no. if I did my dadism, right? There's my dadism. I got to do my momism. Okay. And my momism was fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Right. Which so I grew up with don't chase boys or buses and fool me twice. Okay. And but, so from that perspective, I go, oh, I'll keep going. There's there's another one coming, which is great. And so the answer to sleeping with your ex. Mm. I mean, by your standards, what you're I'm, saying is I'm never going to allow you I'm in. Ne- I'm never going to allow you into my heart again. Will but that I, doesn't mean you can't. But will I let you into my body? That's a question. <laughs> let me think about that. Let me tag it over to you. While I'm thinking, would you sleep with an ex? Oh, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I, I do it too much. Especially when you have an attraction to someone. It's really hard. She's in that lust. She's like a man. I just have a hard time saying no sometimes, I guess, <laughs> to that. It's a complete sentence. You know what? That's what our t-shirt should say. No, period. Little, like I can see it in my mind. Lowercase. N-O, period. Done. <laughs> this, it's so negative. I want a t-shirt that says yes. You can wear the no. I'll wear the yes. But no is like a complete sentence. Yeah. So, so I, yes. say yes to, I say yes to almost everything. I just don't say yes twice to things that hurt me. 
Well, sometimes I think I, I can I convince myself that I can just detach and and like have sex with this person. And How's that working out for you? It does not work. It, <laughs> okay. it does so not. There's something to this no T-shirt. It's so bad. It's so bad. No, I well, I don't know. I think I think women in general have a harder time compartmentalizing than men do. I think men are really good at what are they? Was it you that said, or was it my other girlfriend who said like men's brains are like little boxes and they can put everything in little boxes? It definitely wasn't me because I've done too much brain study. Yeah, so, so so they say that like men's brains are like boxes and everything's like in a nice little box and they can just put it away. And then women's bo- women's brains are like spaghetti and everything's connected. Oh my god, don't you're killing me, Smalls? Because I did all my <laughs> behavior work on the way the brains work. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Oh my God. What am I doing to you? It doesn't matter. It's too hard to explain right now. I just okay. have to cover my eyes and okay, not look. Okay, cover your eyes. <laughs> um, so I have a harder time compartmentalizing than men do, you know, like than most of my male friends. I feel like they can easily sleep with an ex and not think twice about it. Like literally have sex, have a wonderful time, spend the weekend, leave and go fishing and be fine. And meanwhile, I'm like, what did it mean? What, <laughs> does this mean we're back together? Like, what did he like this? Like, maybe, you know. I definitely have the penis in this relationship. Mm-hmm. You have Margaret and I have a penis. Yeah. Because, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Why did we name her Margaret? If you're just tuning into the Two Wild Orchids for the oh, first God. time, Margaret is the name of Monica's bush. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious because like if I, because, and maybe this is because I was a lifestyler. Maybe because I was a swinger in in my earlier years that sex is just sex. But if I, if I choose to create an emotional environment in that, that's in me. Right. And, and I love that. I love that you can do that. I have just very recently been able to have sex just for sex. But, so you mean since you've been hanging out with me? You're welcome. No, not just <laughs> since I've been hanging out with you. But very, Has it been within like, the last six months? No, I would say in the last like two years. Oh. Like it's... it's you and couldn't I, give me that one. Like I could never... <laughs> it's all you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I always... That's why I could never do one night stands because without the emotion... I couldn't really enjoy the sex. Like without having the feels for someone, I had a really hard time just enjoying sex with someone. And now it's a little bit different where I can say, okay, I can just go into this and... She says that after her one night stand. I know, right? We talked about we it on the show. I know. The one night stand that wasn't. No, he he's a one... You didn't want it to be, but then I we d- didn't know if you were going to have sex No, it definitely was a one night stand. <laughs> but but I'm also, I still talk to him. He's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> right, but you only had sex with him once. He calls me every Thursday now <laughs> after the show and says, oh, God, the show is great. It's really cute. Oh, what did he say about his show that he was on? He loved it. Okay. <laughs> he said, you made me sound like a rock star. <laughs> and that's what you get when you have sex with one of us. He kind of was a rock star. I'm just saying. Okay, not to go into that whole thing again. But yeah, it was really recently that I've been able to, I mean, I really enjoyed that. You know, and before I, I don't know that that I would have, but so I want to, I actually want to address something there because I know that, um, and our listeners don't know, but I know, um, is that (laughs) get ready for what I know that you don't know. I'm nervous. You're about to know about Monica. My armpits are sweating suddenly. (laughs) Okay, go. Okay. So when we first started, like if you go back to our first, first season, first two, three episodes, one of the challenges you were having other than sound, Because she is our sound goddess. <laughs> yes, other than sound. Um, one of the challenges you were having was 
whether or not you could orgasm with certain, you know, this way and whether or not you would feel good and whether or not you could relax and whether or not it was you. Yes. But I, and I said from the very beginning, I'm going to take the Because of the partner again, I was with. Was the partner you were with made you really insecure. And so now, yeah. and so now you've got all of this, because she's been busy. Now you've got all this evidence <laughs> to support that you can have an orgasm any damn time you want to. Yeah. I think that you were right. Ooh, and I think I have it on recording. Say <laughs> I know you were. Um, and I, and I think that, um, you know, he was a first for me in a lot of ways, you know, he raised the bar for sure. Um, and that really opened my eyes. And I think I was bedazzled by that thinking this is the only man that, you know, this, I've reached my, the pinnacle. And in some in some sense, even though like I'm not with him anymore, I do. There are certain things that I do really, really miss about him. Like I miss that primal stuff and and other. So you're saying if he came along and said, "Hey, baby, sex with an ex, are you in or out?" What I'm saying is that over the course of the last month, I have not responded to any of his text messages because I, I can't. Because I, you're 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 weak, and you'd say yes. Yeah. I, I would have a very... That no t-shirt is going to be so good for you. Oh, you have to just point at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. He, I don't think he would care. You know, he's such a smug, confident bastard. He would show up and, and no. You know, he never hears the words no, ever, I don't think, from anyone. He's Give him my number. Sick. I'll teach him. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be happening. good for him. But yeah, I don't trust myself right now around him. I think I need to get some more time under my belt. I would have a really tough time with that. But going back to what you were saying... No one was more pleasantly surprised than I, you know, the last two sexual encounters that I've had, you know, here I had gone from a position of like, I'm never going to beat this to like, holy shit, this was actually better than... Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And it wasn't better necessarily technique wise. It was better because of what you're talking about. Like there wasn't all this like shaming and this, you know, this insecurity that he created in me. Like these, you know, the, the most recent experience that I had was, I mean, the guy was just like, I was like a movie star for him, you know? Isn't that wonderful? And just hearing that validation and feeling so sexy, like seeing myself through his eyes. Which is how you should always see yourself when you're making love. Oh my gosh. Was, was like a huge ego boost for me. And then that's. Write that down. (laughs) And that's like intoxicating. You know, you can just relax a little bit more. And I mean, I was really able to just get into the moment and we were still getting to know one another. I had only, you know, really physically been with him for, I guess, a week and a half. You slept. I know. <laughs> but, but, but we had spent like three months on the phone. He was away. He was out of town. So for right. a long time. So I wasn't able to connect with him physically. And so now that you've connected physically, you're at least in the space that you kind of like him. But here's the thing. If he turns out to be a douchebag who is like, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship. <laughs> Next. Don't chase after those buses, Monica. But I think there's a difference between chasing and being patient, don't you? I mean, what's the point? So for me, that's not a deal breaker. You know, he's not saying to me what... I'm not talking about him in general, him in particular. I'm talking no, about but just I'm using it as a, No, yeah, but I'm yeah. using an example. What's a better example, I think, is the guy we were, that I got involved with that we were just talking about, my ex, mm-hmm. who, if, you know, the one that I have this weakness for. Um, you know, when I first started dating him within the first two weeks, he sat in my kitchen and told me, you know, I really don't know that I want to be in a relationship. Next. Yes. And, and that was a stupid, stupid thing that I 
you know, went forward and kept thinking, oh, hope, you know, like maybe it'll work out. No, no. So like he told me the truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it when bit me guys, lady, Ladies, when guys talk, listen, yeah. they really do. Oh, for they sure. really do tell the truth. I broke one of my biggest rules, which is which like, is? ask the question, do you want to be in a relationship? Which is one of my, which is one of my interview questions. And it's when, question 29. <laughs> <laughs> and when they answer it, listen to their answer and they will, t- they're telling you the truth, you know? So I didn't listen. I was, I was smitten, you know? So my mistake, I will say this though, things happen for a reason. I don't regret it be- only because I did have this like incredible sexual experience with him which totally raised the bar, which changed the whole course of my, like, sexual, sexual discovery, history. right? Yeah, like, it's a to- I'm on a completely different little path now because I've, I've, of this person. So I guess in the end it all works out. I don't know. I got hurt. That sucked. I'm a little more cautious now. That mm-hmm. kind of sucked. But I'll get over it. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. A broken heart does heal. Yeah. 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 And there's somebody, you know, better, like, right around the corner. You just decide to fall in love with someone else. Yes. Yes. Hopefully that wants to be in a relationship. And wants to be in love with you. Yes, that would yes. be very nice. <laughs> but we'll see. I, I think, you know, timing is everything, I guess. I'm, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm just of the opinion. It's one thing to be in a relationship with me and then to have the relationship, have relationship challenges, whatever they are, right? Because once I've made the decision to be in a relationship with you and you've made the decision to be in a relationship with me and we together still want to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. I'm willing to go through... But this is where my, this is where me telling saying no is hard for me. I'm willing to go through damn near anything mm-hmm. to to preserve the sanctity of what we started, mm-hmm. right? But I also have a belief that if I break up with you, there's no going back. Yeah, and I don't think there's a that's a bad thing. You know, I think I remember reading some kind of quote somewhere along the line that that uh, relationships are like are like China, but not the country. Like China, <laughs> like like like. A, <laughs> like Humpty Dumpty. Yes. And and like you can glue it back together, but it's always going to be weak in those spots. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. So, okay, here's how I feel about that. I think there's a yes and a, ye- a yes and a no answer to there. Okay. okay. So, so my I often use like the Humpty Dumpty analogy. If you have an, a relationship and, you know, Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall, it depends how many times you drop the egg. Mm. Okay. Okay. That, interesting. Yeah, okay. I get that. I get that. But, but if you break the egg open, in other words, if you break off the relationship, say, we're done, everybody's walking away from it, you can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a long-term relationship where there's cracks and stuff, mm-hmm. if you were to take a cracked egg and you were to put glue on it, that spot where you glued it is actually stronger mm. than the outside of the rest of it. That's so, a nice way to look at it. So, so to me, relationship cracks are just that. And if you repair them, they're strong. They're, then they're, they're cracks you can't make again. Oh, I like your version better than mine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> me and my egg analogies. <laughs> yeah, I like that better, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I really do. All right. So essentially, Monica and I have spent this last time getting ready for <laughs> Valentine's Day where we don't agree on love, on what being in love is. I'm so, I really, really hope that y'all chime in on this conversation because... I would love for you to. Like, I'm very, very curious as to... Does in love equal in lust? And that's really, isn't that the question? I mean, do you I, have to be in lust to be in love? I think that's part of it. For me, it's a total eclipse of the brain. When, <laughs> right? Total eclipse of the best song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you are just not, you're just chemically flooded. So, they, uh, years, it's been since I was in junior high. Okay, so I'm about to misquote. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. okay. Let me just say that. Let's I mean, when that. was, hold on, let me, before you go into that, okay. when was the last time you were in love? Or, I mean, can you remember when you had that swoony feeling? Yes. 
Okay. I'm Polly. It happens all the time. So maybe you just have a greater capacity to fall in love. Uh, you know what? There is something to that. I will, know, I will say that. Than, because, than a lot of people. So when I came out as Polly, it was like coming out as though you were gay or something because there's a lot of shame associated with it. Like to the, mm-hmm. the awareness that I love, you know, I was in love with the guy that I mentioned earlier. Um, I was in love with another boyfriend. I was in a relationship with a long-term partner and I was in love with everybody. And so that's why for me, the in-lust feeling, it's NRE. That's just new relationship energy. That's not, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's in love, but I know that I have a capacity. And so you'll hear people who will say, they know. It's like people who say, I'm gay. I am gay. I am Polly. Like no question in my life about it. I know that I have the capacity to love a lot of people Mm. And and be in love with all of them a hundred percent. Like I can love partner A with my whole heart for partner A, and mm-hmm. I can love partner B with my whole heart for partner B. And the two don't mix, and the two don't match, and they don't take anything away from each other. Yeah. So maybe that's just like a your superhero talent. Gift, maybe whatever. that's why I look at in love <laughs> differently than you do because right. I can be in love with a lot of people. Yeah, and, like and not be in lust. And there's no right or wrong, you know, like I, it really does it varies. And there are people who are like totally with me and are like, "Oh, absolutely, like, you know, when you fall in love, you're just head over heels." You know, all of these little sayings that we use to describe being in love are right. there for a reason. Um and some people believe it fades and some people believe it doesn't fade, you know, you know, so I think the the NRE fades, the new relationship energy that that what did you call it? It was great. Eclipsed. You, you know, total the, eclipse of the brain. The total eclipse of the brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I think that that fades, but I don't think the in love fades. Yeah, and for me, that is the total eclipse of your brain is the in love phase, and things shift out of that into something that can be deeper and stronger and more connected. You know, less. L- less uh, less lusty less less lusty yeah <laughs> say that six times in a row <laughs> so but but anyway you know we could go around and around it, it there's it's very interesting it's a, it's a really interesting topic so well i know that i like having sex more with someone i'm in love with yeah it can be so intense it's been a while for me you know i have not fallen head over heels in love with someone in a really long time it's probably like 15 years Ooh, mama. And I've only done it twice. You should, uh, let me just say this. I would like to. It's so much fun. I know. <laughs> I do it all the time. I fall in love every day. <laughs> you know, that it is really, it's a wonderful feeling. It's also terrifying. And you're like flinging yourself off of the cliff. Oh, okay. As opposed to what? Not flinging yourself off the cliff and missing the feeling. To me, yeah, it's a, more fun to have the feeling and, and get and crashed crash and, burned and burn. Yeah. than to not have the feeling. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> no. Chime in on this as we head into Valentine's Day. Yeah. We do want to hear, is it better to be in love in lusty, in love in love? Is it better to fly off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> or stand on the edge and go, ah, Well, just like put yet. one foot in front of the other on like a very designated path. <laughs> in the, right? <laughs> like that's, that's how I look at it anyway. Anyway. All right, Miss Monica. Well, you know what time it is. It's time to go. It's time to go. So I'm going to start today. This one went by really fast. It did go by really fast. All right. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Stay lusty. Stay, stay lusty and, and stay, in, stay in love. Oh, I like that. All right. 